0: Turn with me, if you will, to John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and verse 1. When I lived in Texas, we had a, a winter where we had an ice storm. It was a freezing rain ice storm, and so the water would fall down on the trees, and it would freeze. And then, of course, more and more and more. And so that it finally built up and the the branches of the trees began to to bow down like this. Uh, Many of them were breaking. I'll never forget the sound of it. As we listen, you hear this pow, 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 pow. As the tree limbs were breaking from the the pressure of the ice. Well, naturally, you had some trees that were over power lines. Uh, So that made for an interesting situation. And we lost our power for three days. Now, that may not seem like a big deal, but when you're used to doing everything with electricity, that's a big deal. Uh, matter of fact, uh, after three days of it, we were almost ready to get unchristian. Uh, you know, we <laughs> But I, I, I feel for the power men in those days because uh, everybody was wanting their power back on yesterday. Uh, it, is a, it is a crisis when you, when you have uh, a loss of power in that way. It's even more a crisis in your life if you have a loss of spiritual power. Because anything that we have as believers comes from His power in us. Uh, We can't live the Christian life without Him. We can't serve. We can serve, but we can't serve in His power without Him. Uh, Everything that we do is dependent upon Him. And so um, John is recording this discussion, and this isn't the the first part of it. Uh, The discussion begins in chapter 14 and goes through chapter 16, uh, and then you have the high priestly prayer of Jesus. This is the discussion that Jesus is having with his disciples as he is going up to the Garden of Gethsemane and getting ready to die. These are his words for them. This is the, the vision that he is casting for their lives and, and for their ministry later on. And so uh, Jesus is giving them some very choice words of instruction and in how to live that Christian life and live with his power in their lives. And I believe that we need to do that as well and uh, live in the power of the Lord by abiding in Christ. Uh, The top of my message is the blessings of abiding in Christ. And so if you look with me at John chapter 15 and verse 1, the scripture says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch. And he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you slaves anymore because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. All right, the blessings of abiding in Christ. Um, first of all, what is abiding? That might be something that we need to to clear up before we go too much further. Uh, abiding or, or remaining in Christ uh, is speaking of the relationship. It involves our dependence upon Jesus. It involves letting him live his life through us. Um, it is, it's a picture of being unified, just like a branch is unified to the vine. Uh, so we are to be in close fellowship with Jesus so that he lives his life through us, so that he produces fruit through us. Um, now, this fruit, it's been debated what this fruit means. Um, obviously, in the context, uh, we, we see that love is mentioned. Uh, that's part of what it means to abide in Christ is to abide in his love. Uh, And we know that the fruit of the Spirit is love, and so we have those fruits of the Spirit uh, that come about through abiding in Christ. But I think he is emphasizing more the mission of reaching people for Jesus Christ. He is saying, when you abide in me and I, I am living through you, you will bear fruit. There will be people who come to faith in Jesus Christ through your uh, ministry to them and through your love for them in chapter 14 he tells them he says um, uh, you will do greater things than i've done he's encouraging them then he tells i'm going to send the the comfort to you Uh, i've not left you alone but i'm going to send you somebody to help you with your ministry Uh, and he's going to do this work chapter 16 continues that discussion and he says listen The Holy Spirit will join you in that work of winning people to Christ. He will convict people of sin, righteousness, and judgment. uh, And he will witness as you are witnessing. And so this whole context is that of the mission that they cannot do without Christ, but that he can do through them. And so they are the instrument. Jesus is the one who does it through them. That's what abiding is, and that's the fruit that he's talking about. So, uh, what are the blessings of abiding in Christ? Well, first of all, the first blessing is bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Look at verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. So, bearing fruit... Uh, is the first blessing. Now uh, he he starts off by saying, you know, uh, if there's a branch not bearing fruit, he he takes it away. Some of the translations say that it could also be translated, he lifts it up. Uh, sometimes you you need that special care from the Lord to to help you to deal with some things in your life. And um, Vine dresser was was talking with Bruce Wilkerson. And and he shared with him that sometimes a branch will get down in the dirt and it will, it will not bear fruit because it's it's filthy and it's it's starting to to decay and decompose and so forth down in the dirt, and so the the vine dresser will lift it up. <coughs> he will he will tie it up and wash off everything, uh, so that that branch can recover its health and bear fruit. So God does that for us in our lives, and then He prunes us. Uh, just like a vine dresser prunes a vine, that as we grow spiritually, he begins to point out things in our lives that we need to deal with so that we can bear fruit. Uh, and then he says, when you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. So there's this progression, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. Um, but it is a it is a blessing of walking with Christ. Uh, sometimes I get the privilege... Uh visiting with some of our older saints uh, in, in our church uh, who've gone on with the Lord and, and have served Him for many years and have deep love for Him. And one of the things that I've noticed from time to time is that as I go to try to minister to them and encourage them, guess what happens? They end up encouraging me. <laughs> There's something about just the presence of Jesus. When somebody's full of Jesus... And, and they begin to, to minister to you without even probably realizing that they're doing it. And so um, there's, this, there's this natural outflow of the person's life that is abiding in Christ. And they produce those fruits of the Spirit. Uh, they uh, minister to others. Why? Because Jesus is living his life through them. Uh, we, I told you a little while ago about the puppet my sister used to use um that's the the idea jesus in us lives through us to perform the ministry and then you 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 can bear fruit um what a joy to see people come to christ um there are uh people that are like andrew that invite people to church and see them come to christ i think that's a wonderful thing that's a it's a blessed thing there's the the Matthews who invite people to their house to have a big dinner and, and uh, end up uh, talking about sp- some spiritual things. And, and, and But God can use us in different ways. But what a joy, and, and what a joy the first time you're able to lead somebody to Christ. Um, it's, it's an exciting thing. I tell you, uh, when, when you get to see God use you, to be the instrument of eternal life change. That's exciting. It doesn't get any better than that. Now, uh, I, I see people do a lot of great things in this world. There are a lot of good things that people do. But there's nothing more important than one person leading another person to Christ. I remember when uh, I heard the message, and I was 10 years old, heard the message religion versus repentance. To remember the title all these years later, uh, and the Holy Spirit just bored that message into my soul, and said, "You kind of like Nathan. You are the man. <laughs> you know, uh, you are religious, but you have not repented of your sin and given your heart to Christ." And and my life began to change from that moment. Uh, for about a year, I struggled, but 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 the start of it started then, and I. After finally I came to the point where I gave my heart to Christ, what a change took place in my life. There's no greater thing that has happened to me in my life than that moment I gave my, my heart to Christ. Um, as you abide in Christ, you say, well, I can't. Yeah, you're right. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in him, he abides in you, and he lives through you, you can win somebody to Christ. He actually does it through you. You're the instrument. You heard that uh, that song, the old violin? You know, and some, you know, they're trying to auction the violin, and and the auctioneers, somebody tries to play it, but it sounds horrible, you know, when they're trying to sell it. But then the master comes up and begins to tune the violin, and then he Starts playing, and just a beautiful sound comes out of the violin. It turns out the violin was very valuable, and then people begin to bid on it again. And what a, what a difference in the way they bid. I mean, now before it was just a few bucks. Now it's thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars are bidding for this violin. And only one thing was different. The touch of the master's hand. Can I tell you that Jesus knows enough to tune you and me up so that we can win people to Jesus? What did he say to those fishermen that he called to be disciples? He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. What a great blessing. Um, I, I still today, some of the people that uh, God has, has won to faith in Christ through me, uh, I still think about them from time to time uh i think of when i was a youth minister uh i think of i think of the person you know there's people in different stages of my life that god what a joy what a joy what a blessing you ever pray for spiritual grandchildren it's one thing to lead people to christ but then when you lead somebody to christ and they lead people to christ that gets real exciting doesn't it, it starts to multiply um that's a blessing of abiding in christ As you abide in Christ, he lives through you to bear fruit. So, first blessing, bearing fruit. Second blessing, answered prayer. Answered prayer. Look at verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. You're abiding in Christ. In your relationship with him, you're surrendered to him. You're doing things according to his will and as you pray it's a blank check because what is when you abide in Christ your heart is to please Christ but if you back up a second and you look at the larger context of the the three chapters that are here he mentions prayer in chapter 14 he mentions it twice in chapter 15 and he also mentions the spirit what is he saying he's saying I'm giving you some tools You want to bear fruit? Let me tell you how you do it. One of the tools you're going to use is is prayer. But let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. As you abide in me, and as my words abide in you, that is, you are in this book and seeking to follow me, as that happens, whatever you ask, I'll give to you. What's he saying? You will not lack in what you need to do the work I've called you to do. I'll supply it through prayer, answered prayer. Now, there's a special, um, I think, a special relationship that we as children of God have. We can go directly to God. There is no veil separating us. The veil's been ripped at Calvary, and, you know, they may have, someday, you know, when they rebuild the temple during the tribulation period, there may be another temple built with a veil. I don't know, but there's no veil in heaven. That veil has, has been torn just like the earthly veil was torn. The veil in heaven was torn. And you and I have access to God himself. That ought to encourage you. As you abide in Christ, you will have every request that you ask for his mission. Every request. Now, um, Answered prayer is a blessing of abiding in Christ. So you have bearing fruit. And by by the way, before we get get too far along, if God has given us a promise of answered prayer for his ministry, we need to pray, don't we? We need to get specific. Um, I remember when Megan and David were little, and we would ask them for a Christmas list you know boy everything they could think of they'd write down get longer and longer and longer and megan 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 was strategic about it she would actually uh take her list with her to the television and then as she saw things she wanted on tv she'd write it down <laughs> right i mean she had it all she had a plan uh, what if we took our list of concerns our burdens our lord what about this and what about that and i'm concerned about this and and the mission and lord i need this and i need that if we took that to god in prayer and said lord here is what we need to do the mission what would god do it's exciting to me to think about that Uh, maybe you might go home tonight and make yourself a list and say lord and don't be squint be like megan you know, be strategic. Anything you think of, take, you know, take your list with you. Write it down, and then take it to God in prayer. Uh, but don't, uh, don't fail to take advantage of this promise that God's given us. So, the blessings of abiding in Christ. First of all, bearing fruit. Secondly, answered prayer. Thirdly, spiritual growth. Look at verse 8. My Father is glorified by this that you produce much fruit. My translation says, and prove to be my disciples. Uh, Some translations, I think, say, and so you will be my disciples. But literally what it says is, and you will be my disciples. Uh, And people try to figure, okay, what's he trying to say by, and you will be my disciples? And you will prove to be my disciples is the way my translation took it. Uh, But what is he saying? When you abide in Christ, you will be my disciples disciple what is a disciple a disciple is somebody that learns a learner somebody who learns from somebody else in other words jesus says i'm going to teach you how would you like to have the master teacher teach you what you need to know to do the work of the ministry by the way we're all ministers aren't we i'm not talking just about preachers we're all ministers You will be my disciple. I will do a special teaching work in your life. And as you read the word of God, my spirit will reveal things to you. As you hear a message, my spirit will touch your heart about one thing or another and help you to understand. But you will learn and you will grow. Did you know that you and I need the Holy Spirit to reveal God's truth to us? You know how I know that? Some people are very genuine. They hear, hear something over, 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 and over again. And they don't get it. That could be discouraging to a preacher, you know it? <laughs> you, you preach on something 80 times, person still hasn't got it. You know. Uh, but, but praise God, there are those times where the light bulb comes on. But, but that's not because of me. That's because of the Holy Spirit. And when you abide in Christ, what God does is he begins to show you and teach you more about himself. You become his disciple, and you will be my disciple. It's a result of abiding in Christ, that relationship. Have you ever wondered why one Christian has been a Christian 30 years, and they still act like a baby Christian? Another Christian has been a Christian 30 years And they look more and more like Jesus. What's the difference? One's abiding and one's not. And so, God does his work of of spiritual growth. And that is a blessing. What a blessing. Um, I was excited when I came to Christ. And great change took place in my life. But I don't want to go back there. I'm glad that I've grown uh, and that God has taught me things, and He He has, it, and it's nothing in me. It's not worthiness in myself. But as I've learned how to let the Spirit of God live through me, there's a new victory. There's a new joy in my walk with Christ, and I don't want to go back to the way it was. It's a blessing. Spiritual growth is a great blessing. Some people think, well, if I surrender to Christ and I grow spiritually, I'm going to end up looking like an old sourpuss. No, you're not. What did Jesus say say in his word through Paul? He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. You want to know how to live a joyful life? It comes as you grow spiritually. The closer you get to Jesus, the more you learn to walk in his joy. Uh, It's a great blessing to grow spiritually. And so... Blessings of abiding in Christ, bearing fruit, answered prayer, spiritual growth. I, you know, David keeps growing. He, I think he grew. He grew like an inch this past week. And it was like he was up to here, and now he's up to here. And every time he grows or thinks he's grown, he wants to stand up next to me and and measure it. And he's he's waiting for the day when I'm shorter. I'm sure, uh, but uh, but as As believers, we need to be excited about growth, too. And we need to be asking God to help us to grow uh, so that we can learn from Christ the things we need to learn uh, to be effective for him as his people. And uh, that's a blessing of abiding in Christ. So the blessing, firstly, is bearing fruit. Second, answered prayer. Thirdly, spiritual growth. Fourthly, joyful living. I just kind of mentioned that. But look at verse 11. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete or full. Okay? Um, A blessing of abiding in Jesus is joyful living. Now, he's getting ready to say, we didn't read this far in the chapter, but he's getting ready to say, when you serve me, When you do my work, as you abide in me, you're going to be persecuted. That's not fun. But he says, listen, I've written these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Your joy may be full. I am telling you that as you abide in me and you do things in my strength and not your own strength, What's going to happen is even when you face persecution and difficulty and hardship in your service for me, you will be doing my work in my strength, and you will have my joy. That's how Paul and Silas sung in jail. Doing Christ's work, preaching the gospel, beaten, put in prison. How'd that be for a downer? How would you have liked to spend your, your Christmas in jail? Wouldn't be too pleasant, would it? But what were they doing? They were singing. They were full of joy. Where does that come from? It comes from abiding in Christ. Joyful living. Uh, I like that Gaither song that says, The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. This happy face that I'm wearing, Jesus put it there to stay. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. I'm going to tell you something. No matter what they do in Washington, they can't take my joy. No matter what happens in world uh, politics, you can't take my joy. Why? The world didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away. As I abide in Christ, I will live with his joy. Blessing of abiding in Christ. That's that ongoing, consistent joy that even when things are falling apart around you, even maybe in times of great loss, in times of tears, there's this inner joy that is steady because Jesus is walking with you through that trial. What a great blessing that we have as Christians. Joyful living. So, blessings of uh, abiding in Christ Bearing fruit, answered prayer, spiritual growth, joyful living, and finally, close friendship. Close friendship. Look at verse 14. You're my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you slaves anymore because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. Friends. Um, I don't know if you ever think about this, but the fact that the God who spoke the universe into existence and holds it together by His power, according to Colossians, is your friend and my friend. That's pretty awesome stuff. I don't have to fear in service for Christ because I'm friends with Jesus. I. How would you feel if you had a powerful friend somewhere in Washington who could grant you personal favors? (laughs) Would you take advantage of it? Some of you might be calling. Hey, uh, hey, I I need some some tickets to whatever. Uh, uh, I'd like to meet the president. Would you pull some strings and make that happen? You know, whatever. But you're friends with this powerful individual. You and I are friends with Christ. As we abide in him. That friendship grows. Jesus says, listen, you, you and I aren't just in a master-slave relationship or servant relationship the sense that I'm your Lord and you're my servant. Now, there's an aspect of that that's true. We're to follow him. We're to obey him. And he mentions that here. But Jesus is saying we progress beyond that. Because you are abiding in me, There is a a closeness, a fellowship that's there. And that fellowship results in me sharing with you my heart. Uh, There's a communion that's there. Um, He says, I have made known all these things to you. I'm not treating you like somebody that's a gopher. Well, go do that, and I'm not told you what my plan is. No, I am sitting you aside, and I'm saying, look, we're friends. Let me talk to you about my goals and my dreams for you. Let me talk to you about my heart, my passion. Uh, Let me me share with you what my vision is of your role in what I'm doing. You see, because we're friends. Uh, that's, That's an awesome thought. So Jesus is saying, look, I love you. I am going to walk with you through the difficulties you face as you serve me. I'm going to be there. I'm your friend, and you can count on me. Do you know what the word comforter is? He talks about the comforter or the counselor, depending on your translation. Uh, but the Greek word is a name for the Holy Spirit, but it, it means to be called alongside. Is that not neat? The Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I will not leave you alone. I will come to you. He's given the Holy Spirit. Why? He's called alongside to walk with us. To fulfill the mission. I'm not alone. I'm fri- I've am i got friends in high places. Not low places. High places. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. What an awesome. Awesome blessing. The blessings of abiding in Christ. Bearing fruit. Answered prayer. Spiritual growth. Joyful living. And close friendship. So. Uh, that's something you're interested in? Well, I think uh, probably all of us are. How do you do this? How do you abide in Christ? Well, uh, he, he gives us several repeated phrases here in this scripture. Uh, look at verse 9. I have also loved you. Remain in my love. Okay, so there's this ongoing thing. Uh, verse, verse 10 says, my love. Uh, remain in his love. Um uh, verse uh verse 12 says this is my command love one another as i've loved you um verse 17 this is what i command you love one another so love is part of it but look at what else he says um uh, he says verse 10 if you keep my commands you will remain in my love just as i've kept my father's commands and remain in his love So there's this obedience thing going on, too, and he mentions my commands. If you look in uh, verse 12, again, my command. uh, Verse 14, do what I command you. Um, Verse uh, 17, this is what I command you. So you see these two themes, the theme of obedience and the theme of love. Jesus is saying, hey, in case this whole concept of relating to me and depending on me, and if you're trying to work this out, let me make it simple. You do two things. Obey me and love people. As you do those two things, what you're going to find is you're going to grow in your relationship with me. You're going to learn more and more how to abide. And all these blessings will come as a result. Are you being obedient to Christ? Am I being obedient to Christ? It's a question we need to answer, isn't it? Is there something in your life maybe... uh, that you're holding back on uh you may not be actually doing a a sin on an ongoing way and pattern in your life you may Uh, maybe that's something you need to give up but it may be that god has called you to do something and you have been unwilling to step out in faith and do it uh we call those sins of omission don't we those are just as real just as real uh, so um, I need to to examine my heart, Lord. Is there something that I need to be doing? Uh, and I surrender to you in that. Or it may be an attitude in your life. Are you surrendered in your attitudes? We're to be, first of all, have an attitude of trust in Christ. I tell you what, I struggle with that sometimes. You you ever go down Worry Street <laughs> or Anxiety Road? You know, uh, and, and you struggle. Uh, so um, is my heart where it needs to be? A- am I trusting christ am i am I grateful in my life? These are some things you could probably think of some other things yourself but but this is the idea obedience involves more than just not uh, smoking or chewing or going with girls that do okay uh, it it involves the uh, the heart condition that we have before God and also what God has called us to do. so all of those are areas of obedience so Evaluate your obedience. If, if the Holy Spirit's put his finger on something in your life tonight, as we've talked about obedience, this altar is open. The other thing is, are you loving people? Uh, Jesus emphasizes love one another here. Uh, elsewhere, he, he emphasizes love your enemies. Jesus said, uh, no greater love has anyone than this, that a man lays down his life for his friends. Jesus set the example of love. Love is not about what I get. I've told Megan over and over again, if he says, if you love me, you'll let me, you have proof he doesn't love you. Because true love, in the biblical sense of the word, is not what do I get out of you. True love is what can I give to you. And that's what the cross is, isn't it? Jesus, we didn't deserve it, we didn't. There's no way we could ever merit what God did in sending his son. There's no way we could ever merit Jesus saying, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down willingly. There's no way we could ever deserve that. But God, in his sheer grace, said, I love you. And so I'm sending my son. Jesus said, I love you. I go willingly to the cross. That's the heart of love in the Bible. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. It's a supernatural love. You can't love people like that in your own strength. So uh, what can you do? Well, take advantage of that promise of prayer that we mentioned a few moments ago and say, Lord, help me love this person. If you're struggling with a, with a certain person, help me love uh, this lost person, maybe, or this person that gets on my nerves. Lord, help me love this person with your love. And then take those steps of your will uh, to do what God lays upon your heart to do for that person. It may be simply praying for that person, uh, but take those steps of love. So, so uh, the blessings of abiding are there for us. We must take the step of love and obedience. Have you taken that step? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much your word thank you lord for um how you give us instruction and in how to follow you and, and abide with you and and lord i pray that you would help us as your people to abide in, in christ teach us how to abide in christ uh, and and help us to love you and to love other people with all our hearts lord help us to show that love in action um Help us to be witnesses for you as, as a demonstration of that love. And Father, I also pray that you'll help us to be obedient. Lord, show us any areas of our lives where we we haven't been obedient and there's an ongoing uh, disobedience in our lives. Lord, show us those things so that we can confess them and forsake them. And give us your grace to forsake